Did someone say, show me the funny? It doesn't matter now. Here come Cliff and Kendall. Can't even make it to the intro. Butter, butter, butter churns, butter churn, butter churn of pottery and butter. Oh, Kendall Store's only been in existence a few years. Eventually, you will get the name of the place down. It's just how it works. I said it right, and uh, maybe this is maybe it's finally I happened. Just stumbled a little. Stumbling. If you didn't stumble, people would be like, "What's wrong with Kendall? Is he okay? He's saying everything perfectly. Oh. Something must be wrong." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm keeping my, my standard going normally. Normal standards apply. Kendall, now it is the big grand opening and Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turns, Butter Turn to Pottery and Butter. I'm wearing my best brand new Elvira shirt bought in an obscenely huge size. And it's Mistress of the Dark. What does the bottom say? Hollywood. Your fat's ho- covering it. Oh, Hollywood. I love Remember it. For old Hollywood days when we used to be stuck on the 405 all the time. It was so hot and Traffic well, filled. Remember, I told you there's that big Elvira store in Hollywood now, and that it, right in the middle of that candy shop. As soon as we leave Hollywood, all the fun stuff comes. Okay, thanks. I know. Thanks, Hollywood. That's the Cliff and Kendall way. We pave the way, and then the good stuff comes after <laughs> we leave. It is the way, the Cliff and Kendall way. It's the way, the way of the future, way of the future. Way of the future. I was just thinking the other day about speaking of our times in Hollywood, our years <laughs> up and down the Sunset Strip. I thought, remember when we went and worked out with our wonderful Richard Simmons? What a wonderful, oh, wonderful yes. time that it was, was. So much fun. I do. I I think about that often, and I wish we could go back and do it all over again. It was just so much fun. I do too. I, even though we this time we do it, and we would not each drink a full bottle of wine before we went. I know. I mean, there's few times in life that you could, like, live out something that you've been watching your whole childhood on television. Right. You know. It was it was, it was great. great. But that's not what this show is about. That's not what it's about. We're not sweating to the oldies tonight. Not today. Tonight, we're talking about saving some... Uh, not saving some money. money. Some saving... Money money saving hacks. Mo- that's what we're money doing. Money saving hacks. Now, I looked through the messages from the writers... And I just, you know, I was hoping for some cute money-saving hacks about paint a jar with glitter and put your dollars in and stuff like that. So many of the money hacks are just so boring and just stifle me totally because I just need to spend money. (laughs) What? (laughs) What can you say? Well, I've got some stuff for you. I've got some. I've I've got some stuff too, but I want to hear what you say. I want to hear how you make the listeners excited about being thrifty. Because speaking of this new Elvira shirt, I made a big order because I saw online that Elvira had some new items added to this web store. And I thought, well, I need a couple of those. And 
I thought a shirt in a giant size would put me very uh, far towards free shipping, of course, which is very important. Yeah. Even when it's like you have to spend a lot for free shipping, I'm going to do it because I'm not paying <laughs> for shipping. I will not do it. But we got to save the money where you can. But I will run up a giant bill in the name of avoiding shipping costs, which is what I did. And so because of that, and also because of I noticed a bear place in my wall. I didn't. I don't think I've even said on the line on the show that you know I moved into this new place downtown. I went and saw it with a realtor, not Elaine. She's not in town anymore. But there's a new realtor. Her name is Kramer. And I went with her. And it, she showed me. And it was this nice room. It was about the size of my studio apartment above the Fitch Hatchery. Which, of course, I've been priced out of. Gentrified. What are you going to do? And What are you going to do? But the new place, it's, it's nice. It is inside of a, a teen recreational center. Where the teens come after school and shoot hoops. And play Xbox, which is a, just a cardboard box with an X painted on the side. And they just pass it to one another in sort of a circular motion. It's That's what they call playing Xbox. And so they come and in, in exchange for me helping run the place and the, you know mop up afterwards and clean up the Dorito crumbs. I get a small uh, uh, discount on the rent. It used to be the big storage room and now it's my home. And I saw a big open place on the wall, bought a big Pee-wee's Big Adventure poster for the open place. <laughs> and now i, I got to tighten these purse strings, Kendall. I've got to tighten them. I know you do, Cliff. And 15 minutes ago when you said, <laughs> but you couldn't wait to hear how I got people excited about money-saving tips. I, I almost forgot. I was so like wrapped up in your story. <laughs> I had to go back and look at my notes, but I remembered. All right, let us have it. I remembered. So I'm going to I'm gonna tell you, because, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to make it exciting for you. I'm going to tell you why. Because <clears throat> my mother, God rest her soul, was the queen of saving money. And when I was four years old, probably, yeah. I, older than that, but when I was super young, I remember she would make me go to the store and have my own shopping cart so that she could get the quantities from the coupons, you know, in the store. Right. And I would have to go through the line by myself as a, like, seven-year-old child. I'm like, yes, I'm buying this. And pretend that I had no <laughs> no indication whatsoever that I knew this woman behind me. And it gave me so much, like, just anxiety all the time. But So we did all kind of things. I'll start with one of my favorites that she always taught me. She said, if you want to paint your house, you want to paint something. And now... I gotta say, these are all not morally. Correct. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not. I'm, some of these may not be great, 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 uh, great. but they're things that I learned along the all way. Right. So, <clears throat> you don't have a lot of money, and you need to paint your house. One thing that she taught me you could do was you could go to Home Depot or where, one of these stores, right. you know, and you could have a color mixed, and then oops, just forget and walk out and leave. And then they'd be like, this customer never got this paint. So they write it into the oops section and they'll put it there for like a dollar or whatever they ch they sell for the oops paint for. And so then you just come back the next day and you get it. And then you have the paint color you wanted. <laughs> well, hey, I think that's a great I didn't say system. I was right. I, but I... <laughs> listen, if that's wrong, I don't want to be right, Kendall. There you go. Hit me with another one. My mother, to the day she died, would yell and scream at me if I bought toilet paper from the store. Mm. Because she said, Kendall, 
they have it right there in the restroom when you go to Kroger. And she's like, just get your roll, take it with you. And she's like, then you're all, you always got toilet paper. So that's why at my mother's house, when you went, there was basically sandpaper that she had in the bathroom. But that was a way to save money. Just steal your toilet paper from a store. And I would do that, but I don't have a big purse like she did. <laughs> well, see, I know she had it all worked out. I mean, you know, that purse came in handy for taking snacks into the movie theater as well, you know. Oh, well, now my mother, I, I, get, I don't know if that she still does. I haven't noticed her purse in a long time. But when I was a kid, she had just a massive, huge purse but i don't it was full of stuff so i don't think there'd be any room to stuff toilet paper in there but it was one of those like oh uh, like a <laughs> wagon full of stuff in a purse yeah. it was just that big but okay so uh, we would we would we would go to like costco and get like d- like the really cheap cans and yeah. put them in there and we'd be sitting in the movie theater and go Shh. oh yeah <laughs> that's every you, listen and uh, we gotta support the theaters once they come back but, yeah. come on. I can't pay $8 for my raisinettes. <laughs> $8 for two ounces of soda. I'm trying to cut corners. <laughs> oh, 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 what's this, happening? Isn't this so exciting? Oh, 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 I, I have a, a strange feeling that even though there is a lot of excitement in the air, I, I think something bizarre is happening. Haven't you noticed that the store has been open for nearly 10 minutes and there are no customers yet. Oh, that is weird. I'm sure they're going to be here any moment. You know, the excitement... They're probably just going to be fashionably late, you know? Yes, of course, you know. They might not have to get here right when the store opens, but I assure you, any moment now, we'll be seeing customers. Oh, I hope you're right, Sugar Lump. After all, this is our big grand opening. It's a big event here in Busseltown, here in the strip mall. Oh, it's going to be wonderful. This is... this. This store was such a hit in the, on the Falkland Islands, and I know it's going to be a hit here in uh, in Busheltown. It will. I, surely, at least... Oh, thank you, too. I would, wouldn't be surprised if some of the clowns from the industrial clown supply come over. I'm surprised they're not here already. Surprised that they don't know... I bet they're going to be in here all the time, getting their pottery and their butter. Probably so. I mean, because, you know, there's a... Well, if they get something from the erotic bakery and they need butter on it, it's just a natural progression. And then if they want to keep it and there you, re- go. you know reheat it later or cook it in the slowly in a crock pot, then that's also we've also got that covered. Oh, this this whole strip mall has got everything you need. It has, it has. I can't wait to see what opens in all the other empty stores. Yeah. Oh, oh, is that a customer, dear? Look. Oh, oh, oh no, dear, there. Headed next door to the erotic baker. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Sugarloaf. Maybe they'll come here next. They probably, because just like I just said, they'll get a pastry over there. They'll need the butter. Yeah, they're going to need the butter. <laughs> I hope you're right, dear. I hope so. Oh, sugar lump. Maybe we should go stand by the door, just in case we need to greet the customers when they start flowing oh, in. That's a wonderful idea. All right, well, we're gonna give them the real experience, dear. Okay, let's go to the front door. They will. Front make sure everything's ready, dear. We're, All right. They're gonna be here any moment. Uh, well, they're gonna love it because it's, you think you're dressed well, Kendall. I know they're I'm dressed well in brand new Elvira t-shirt. But they just, they're dressed to the nines. I haven't seen those tails on Mr. Snodbottom's tux in 
months in those. I did not get the memo. It was black tie only I today. I, I didn't get it. And just the she's got the bling on Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn. She's got some of those. Did you see Funky's outfit? <laughs> I did. Have you seen so many buttons and bows in all your life? Buttons and bows all over. That's going to be the next store that opens here on the on the strip mall. Buttons and bows. When Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turns. Butter churn of pottery and butter does so well that she has to open a spinoff store next week. <laughs> Mr. Spotter Butter Butter Churns, Butter Churn of Pottery and Butter and Buttons and Bows. That will be good. And you know, I did Oh God, don't start that. I'll never get that. Did out, you ever. see Opie's outfit? <laughs> he's got on that the cutest little sailor suit. And he's just ready. I love it. And he's up there. He's up there giving out coupons. We're, we're ready to once people come into the store. Ready to give out coupons. He's he's been practicing. He would. He, he. You know. I wish your mom were here to see it because then she, he could give you a coupon and her a coupon and you could stand in line <laughs> and pretend you don't know each other. Yeah, she love it. That's where she got the idea to wear all those multiple hats when she would come to our book signing. She really started it all, Kendall. You started it off. I have something. Let me tell you a, a money hack, okay? Please do. Please do. You know, do you do this? Do you shop <laughs> in cash, Kendall? Then you don't have those fees, all the fees that just eat at you. Do you shop in cash? Or are you like me and you never have cash? I never have cash, ever. Never, ever. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Who's who's walking around with money? I, I don't understand it. And you also uh, people that say, Kendall, you have to have money on you all the time. I'm like, no, you don't. Well, with every year, there's ATM every few feet these <laughs> days. And have you also heard of limiting your spending with an allowance? People look back at the old I Love Lucy's and think it's very out of date that Ricky puts Lucy on an al- <laughs> allowance, and it is, but. What if, in this modern day and age, Ricky and Lucy's of today, they can work together and put each other on an allowance? And it'd be a fun well, marriage I haven't been thing. on allowance since I was... I haven't been on allowance since I was, like, in sixth grade. Well, I, I, it's been less of a time for me, but I do think... Because I, I have no self-control. But, but if your spouse or partner or thruple member or sister wife... If they're saying, uh-uh-uh, Kendall, you can only spend so much, then maybe you'd be less inclined to blow the whole wad on a bunch of Elvira merchandise from the web. Maybe I would, but then but then you're going to miss out on all the lovely Elvira merchandise. Well, so, you know, and that's a bad example because some things you can't... <laughs> some things you have to have. You can't say no to some things, Kendall, and I'm, I'm not immune. You know, there are things that you see and you just... That it's like, okay... I'm going to live in a world where this exists, but I'm not going to buy it. Me? This was made for me. <laughs> not me. And so you got to get it. That's why I've got a stretchy baby Miss Piggy here in the booth. It's over there in the corner. I don't want to bend down and get it. Because it's from the new Muppet Babies Disney show. Have I ever sat and watched it? No. But when I was in the smack over Walmart, I saw her and I thought, I mean. Had to have her. Cliff, I Cliff, I'm going to walk into this store, see something that's Miss Piggy for sale, and I'm just going to walk the other way. I thought, no, 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 no. That's not how my story goes. So I, I had to get it. Had to get it. So that I'm not talking about things like that. Of course, if you see something with Miss Piggy on it, or you well, see something with Elvira on it, you got to buy it. I would be ashamed 
to say that I didn't buy those things. But other stuff, Look, I think you know. I think all these companies they really got like smart with people like us, because we were, we all grew up you know loving all these things. We were the material boys and girls of our generations, and they were like, "Hey, look! If we make all this stuff, just tons and tons of stuff from all these shows and movies they love, they're going to buy it." And we do. We get. We show up and we see. Oh my God! Nightmare Before Christmas. What? They have twenty characters. Well, I've got to get one of each because then I won't have them. And they know. And I. Every time I'm like, I don't need that. But then I do need it. And I will say that Nightmare Before Christmas Advent calendar was the highlight of the Christmas season. Was it right? not? It was. See, you got to have it. You have to have it, and then you have it, and you love it. It was. Another way to save money. This is this is a real one. All right. This is for real. All right. So. One of the things you can do is, you know, look through the things that you buy and think about the things that make more sense to buy, say, in bulk at a big bulk box store, like a Costco or somewhere, and the things that make more sense to buy, like, little things, you know, at a regular, like, Kroger or something. And then you, you spread this out and you can buy, like, 40 pounds of ketchup and let that sit and you can use that or what? Yeah, you know, that's a bad example. But you, you, you go to different stores to buy the things to make the most economical sense while you're grocery shopping. I guess you could do that, Kendall, if you just have nothing else but and time on your free hands. free samples at Costco. Free samples! Kendall, do you have any <laughs> personal money-saving hacks that you do regularly now that you can impart? Uh. Mine is... After Halloween, don't throw away your pumpkins. They're going to be a source of entertainment <laughs> for the whole year ahead. Keep the uncarved, painted ones in your house until they begin to rot and fall in on themselves. Then, stick them out on the porch, on the landing, on the deck, where the world can enjoy the show of the pumpkin. What once was a decoration, it will return to the earth. Kendall, and what a show it is, Beautiful. folks. What a show it is. People talk about having children, the beauty of life. Uh, 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 uh. They have never <laughs> had a pumpkin sit until it's just not there anymore outside their door. They have never listened to this show. Well, that's a given. Nobody's ever listened to this show, Kendall, except for <laughs> a very select lucky few. But anyway, Kendall, what, what, what was I, why did we say this? Well, you had asked me if I had any personal things I'd like to share. Oh, have you thought of anybody? I was, okay. I, I did. I was trying to get it out, and I may have forgotten it now, but it's coming back. Um, uh, <laughs> hold on. Oh. <laughs> See, at my ADD brain, Cliff, once, once I move on, it's gone. I thought um, I was giving you time to think. <laughs> well, you did, but then you gave me too much time. <laughs> I gave you time to forget. Oops. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. So I was going to say, and this is also something my mother taught me. She said, no matter where you go, you know, make sure when you're checking out, you just say, hey, do you have any coupons of any kind that you could put on this? Or, or also, do you have any discounts for first time shoppers? And I was I always was so humiliated to ask that. And I no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Never will I do that. And she's like, you have to do it. And so she would make me do it. And just this last weekend, I had to go get some underwear, Cliff. And I went out and I said, I've never been to this store. Do you have any first-time shopper discounts? And they were like, I'll give you 10% off. 
10% off. Just gave me 10% off. They have the power to do it. Just ask. From what store? What big and tall underwear store? Well, it was it was a big and tall underwear store, Cliff. I don't want to be giving out too much information here online, but okay. it was deleting. Um, 10% off. All right, here's my money-saving tip and hack that I use. When you go to the grocery store, when, and they do things called buy one, get one for free. BOGO. Don't say BOGO. Does, it's <laughs> not a thing to say. But they do things, and that means that if you get one, it's half off. And if you buy two, you've paid the full price, but just for two of them instead of one. Well, that's something everyone really should know. Yeah, if you say so. It's time for the game show. That makes you feel dumb. Uh-huh. Things you should know. And now here's your host, Cliff and All right, Kendall, hit us with your best thing we Cliff. should all know. Was dipped in the river Styx. Styx? Was that Satan himself? <laughs> no, Cliff, that was Achilles. That's where we get the term Achilles Hill because remember that when they dipped Achilles into the river Styx, the one part that didn't get the anointing power to live forever was his heel. That's where the mom was holding him from. That's where we get the term Achilles Hill from. Oh, that's because you can just slice it, right? And that's what they did. They sliced him at the Achilles heel and took him down. I don't think it had anything to do with the sticks or the rivers or anything like that. But, okay, 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 okay. Yes, it did. The oh, river was, it was magic. That's a central to the story. More of a story of the river, really, than Goodbye. of Achilles. Kendall, on another note, what lonely comedian begged online in the year 2000 for a lifelong relationship at MaryTom.com? Lonely comedian. Mary Tom. Aren't all comedians. Dot com. And that's a hint because it says Mary Tom. Dot com. That's a secret. Cliff, is that Roseanne Ball? Secret hint. His name is Tom. It was not. No, you idiot. <laughs> Damn it. Why was it Roseanne? Get out of here, Tom Arnold. Tom. It was Tom Arnold. Oh, okay. Oh. I see where I went wrong. You went so wrong in so many ways, it's going to take us a while to figure out exactly but, the path. <laughs> we'll have to form a commission to investigate how wrong it that is. how wrong you really were. Cliff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Where was the first zoo ever in the United States of America? The Bronx. No. No. The Philly Zoo, the Philadelphia Zoo. Uh oh, then uh, I don't want to tell you what they used to make the cheesesteaks out of. Kendall? Oh. What table sports intricacies are revealed in a tome entitled Sizzling Chops and Devilish Spins? Chops and Spins. Chops and what spins. table sports? Curdling, Cliff. Curdling, yes. When the milk curdles yeah. on the table. No. No, curdling, the Olympic sport curdling. It has nothing to do with the table. But ping pong do. Ping pong, Kendall. Ping pong is a cable sport? A table sport? You play it on a table. 
What else do you play it on? Oh, table! I thought you said cable. I was thinking of, like, cable channel. Oh, my God. Kinda wins last time. You did that thing uh, where you burn all the wax out of your ears. It's those damn Apple AirPod Pros. They just get all that wax pushed in. Uh, blame. Take them out and shoot them when you get home. Wait, what's the smallest mammal on the planet? Not us. That's not us. That is true. Uh, smallest. Yeah, can you be more specific? Well, I was trying to, I was just going to say which ones were not first and then. Every answer go, in ev ever in one. history is not us if you're going with the smallest. All right. No, wrong. Smallest listenership. Got it. <laughs> All right. Kendall, no. Smallest mammal is the Rhode Island rat. No, Cliff. It's the shrew. The shrew. Will anyone ever tame him? Uh, never. Never. Can't be tamed. That's what that Miley Cyrus song was about. A shrew. <laughs> Which Charlie's Angels actress talked Bill Murray into playing Bosley on the big screen? In that great Charlie's Angels movie. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. She could do it. No, nobody... That's, you don't gotta tame Drew, you gotta tame the shrew. <laughs> and on that note, Cliff, I gotta take a break. I have to. Oh, boys, what is going <laughs> on? There's still no one here, but I think we've found the reason. Oh, I notice. Ho, 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 Sugarlum, show these boys that stack of flyers and posters that were supposed to be put up all around town. Oh, no. Look, dear, these are all the posters we had printed. They were all stuffed into Crock-Pot's Crock-Pot. Oh, how could... Oh. Why did that happen? What, did you confront Crock-Pot and see what went wrong? Well, of course, dear, that's the proper etiquette, of course, to do. So when I asked Crock-Pot what happened, she... Unfortunately, fell asleep, dear. Looks like she's been overworked these past few days. Oh, she, so she never put the posters up, dear. She's been up all night, every night, making pottery for the store. Oh, the poor dear. But, she has been working hard. But now, no one knows that the store is even open, boys. Oh, well, no. Okay, look, we're just about to take a break. Why don't we we'll take a quick break? Yeah. We'll figure this out. We'll help you. We'll get the word out, and we'll be right back. We'll do something before <laughs> I've got the bathroom. <laughs> but why are we going to let everyone know? The climate may be changing, but don't you go changing the channel. Cliff and Kendall will be right back. You come on smooth. Introducing Bud Dry. You come on strong. You get me going, and then you're gone. The smooth, clean taste comes on strong. Then it's gone. You come on strong, and then you're gone. And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time.
us out dear well you're welcome well, I, you're welcome yeah, i we've just got it all figured out all i good. remembered seeing charles the contractor uh with his girlfriend's ice cream truck you know that, that one day i came here to the store and that ice cream truck it was parked out in front and it was rocking but which i thought was weird so i went knocking on the back door and it was charles and the you know the ice cream lady and so yeah. and so i'm so glad that we had the idea for him to go around town and just using that megaphone or whatever it is. Well, my idea was to have somebody else do it, but still works. I it guess. still works, um, and you did the thing. You know, I said, "Can we do this? <laughs> Can you give it more power to make it louder and reach further?" And you hooked it up. You did those wires. Like you were. Well, it was a wonderful idea. <laughs> yes, wonderful job. Oh, I hope Charles the contractor really drums up business. I want the whole of Bushletown to know about this store, Sugar Lump. <laughs> You've oh, poured I'm, your I'm sure heart and soul you. into it. They will. They will. <laughs> Thank you, dear. We we should get ready right away, dear. They're, I'm sure they're going to be coming any moment. Well, oh, hold well, on. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, hold wait, on. wait. Oh, clo- Before you go, yeah, close the door. We've, okay, we've helped you. So you need to help us. We got some weird things I want to tell you about. It's time to hear something weird. Oh, I don't now, boy. This is not the time for anything weird, Candleboy. Now, now, Mr. Sunbottom, need I remind you what someone once said? It's always the time to hear something weird. So sit down. Oh, I'll never forget when that person said that. All right, Kendall, do you? It was wanna... me the last time we did this show. Oh, yes, Cliff, I'll start us out. I don't. For some reason I don't remember you saying it though. But okay, you start. <laughs> All right, an exceptionally rare 15th century porcelain bowl made of Ch- made in China that somehow turned up at a Connecticut yard sale was uh, sold for just $35 at this yard sale. It was auctioned off recently for $722,000. Oh, my. This small white bowl was adorned with cobalt blue paintings of flowers and other designs, and one of only seven such bowls known to ever exist in the world. It was among a variety of uh, Chinese works of art sold by Sotheby's as part of its Asia Week events. The names of the seller and buyer were not disclosed. Can you? Isn't that a? Could you imagine if you bought a bowl for thirty dollars at a yard sale, getting seven hundred thousand dollars for it? Well, it seems very overpriced. You know, you need at least eight bowls to make a full set. Seven is not enough for a full dinner party, is it, Sugarlum? Oh no, <laughs> dear. That is true, dear. Now there, there may be an exception for a specialty piece, dear, that sits in the china cabinet alone. But $700,000 is quite a lot to pay for such a beautiful piece of artwork. Quite a lot when people are going hungry in the street. Quite a lot. It's my Quite of, a lot. Quite a lot. We can all agree on that. <laughs> all right, everybody. I have something very weird. 
and it ain't right. It's also not right. A Kansas man right, who turned his love for the Kansas City Chiefs into a giant mural on the side of his house said the city has ordered him to take it down. I think this sounds crazy. And, I, you know, I don't care <laughs> about a Kansas City Chiefs mural. It's above a football player doing a touchdown or something. But who is the city to come and say you can't? Let me tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> Chris Chancy said he spent about 60 hours painting a mural of some football player doing a football dance or something. And he says, we don't have any homeowners association here. We don't have any restrictions that I know of. I just thought I'm going to paint my house, so let's have some fun. What's Where's the harm? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Chansey said he received a letter from the city, the bastards, giving him until March 31st to remove the mural. Oh, my God. God? The letter told Chansey that mural signs are not allowed in areas zoned as residential. Can you imagine this, guys? Is this is it fascism yet? I guess we should cancel the Madonna mural we were going to paint on the side of this building. Well, no, we're zoned for <laughs> commercials, so... Full speed ahead! We're commercial Full zone. speed ahead. Oh, dear, that sounds like a, a very terrible story indeed. Oh, it is very weird indeed. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it weird. Well, it sounds weird to me. Luckily, this guy, I think he had a friend who somehow salvaged the mural and took it somewhere i don't don't ask me how but <laughs> it did look the picture looked really good i did, uh, what is the deal who's who you think you own whatever land you land on the earth is just a dead thing you can claim well i think every rock and tree and creature has a life has a spirit has a name Come on. We, we, you beautiful dear. We think we own the earth, and then the city thinks they own the right to tell us, the people. Come on, people now. Nobody on owns nothing. We've got, this is, I don't know, I know there's a lot of issues going around, but we've got to rally around this eventually. Put this on the list. <laughs> Come on, we're going to get you rallying soon. Um, All right, Kendall. Well, Cliff, I do have a very weird story for you guys. All right. A cat... Went astray, went missing 15 years ago, right? Yeah. So some, someone had just left the door open in their Los Angeles home, and this cat went missing 15 years ago. They had just adopted. It was a tiny little kitten. And they thought, oh, where has it gotten to? They start looking through the neighborhood, try to find it. Never find it. Put up signs. Never find it. He's like, I guess Coyote got it. He said it was very sad, but they moved on with their life. Well, 15 years later, Cliff, that cat has been reunited with his owner. Evidently, they, they came into a, a, a stray clinic. Uh, stray clinic. What do you call it? What do you call the place? A vet clinic? Animals? Uh, no, vet? a... Um, animal clinic? Uh, no, I don't know why I said clinic. It's pet, a, a, pet, a animal pet. shelter. Shelter. Oh, pet cemetery is what I was going to say. <laughs> Cliff, they brought him in to uh, the pet shelter, and they scanned him for a microchip, and lo and behold, it matched to this guy, and they took him back. And 15 years, this cat was like living on the streets. People were feeding, feeding this cat. Isn't that? Now that is weird. 
<laughs> oh, what a lovely story. Reunited, dear. That's wonderful. Yes, it sounds like a, a children's story. <laughs> I'm sure Fonky and Opie would love to hear that one, Kendall Boy, when you have a Uh-oh, minute. somebody called Disney. Somebody right. called Disney. I have one. If you, if anybody thought that was weird, then you better sit down for the weirdness of this next one, okay? <laughs> Andreas Flatten said he submitted his two weeks notice in writing in November and Miles Walker, the owner of Walker Luxury Auto Works in Georgia, in Peachtree City, had a noticeable (laughs) negative reaction. Flatten said he got up, put his hands on his head and walked out the door and disappeared for like an hour. <laughs> and Flatten, who said he left the job due to a toxic work environment, probably filled with toxic masculinity, said he was still owed $915, which the owner told him would be delivered in January. He said the owner accused him of damages when he called to inquire about the check not arriving at his home, so he contacted Georgia's Department of Labor. And Flatten said the <laughs> money then showed up. Get this. The money showed up as 500 pounds of oil-covered pennies that were dumped in his driveway in the middle of the night. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Flatten's girlfriend posted a video to Instagram showing the messy pile of pennies when they showed up outside the home. I have nowhere to put them. I had no idea what I was going to do. Like, how do I get money from pennies, Flatten said. Walker said he couldn't recall if he dumped the pennies at Flatten's house. I can't recall. (laughs) It doesn't matter, he said. He got paid. That's all that matters. Flatten said the pennies are currently being stored in his garage while he works on cleaning them so they can be cashed in. Oh. (laughs) A penny saved is a penny earned. (laughs) Or a penny cleaned is a penny saved. (laughs) (laughs) Quite right, dear. Oh, I have one very last quick one for you. All right, all right. This is fast. These people were arrested just recently after changing out the Hollywood sign to read Holly Boob. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, now, they terrible, say it was terrible etiquette. What about the children driving by? Oh, oh well, now, hold no. on, hold on. They said they did it to promote breast uh, breast cancer awareness. So there you go. It was all for good cause, but yeah. they were arrested now, and if I, in prison. If I change it to Holly Dick in the name of penis cancer awareness prostate I don't, cancer? Whatever. It's not going to go as well. Come on. That's, they're copping out. Cop out. I debunked. Debunked. Well, they were arrested. So. Good. There you go. Good. <laughs> oh, sugar lump. It is improper etiquette to pass it to private property, dear. Oh, very much so. Oh, sugar lump. Do you see? I think that's a customer appearing in the window. <laughs> We've got to go dear, it's a customer. Oh, 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 oh. Excuse me. Welcome, yes, welcome, hello, dear. Come on in, dear. We're open. We've got butter and pottery. But don't forget the doilies, dear. Oh, so it's a world to explore. Oh, and they have your album on the front counter, too. I know, my single collection for sale, $19.99. Well, worth it. I was refused sale of anything I had. Well, none of your stuff was as good. It didn't look as professionally done as my single. It's not our fault. I'll help you next time, okay, Kendall? I love it. All right, now, Kendall, we haven't even sure. broached <laughs> <I know. laughs> the 
rest of the show, which is sure well, to be. Let's get to broaching. Better get to broaching. Broach it, bitch. Better get to broaching. Cliff, we're talking. All right. Let's Not about money saving. Wait, tips hold on. Anymore. I got late breaking. Someone's entered the studio. I want the listeners to <laughs> see if they can guess who it is. Did, did I, I do that? Do that? <laughs> yeah, Cliff, did I do that? No sweat, my pet. <laughs> Got any cheese? Got any cheese? Love it. <laughs> Kendall, who is it? Do the Urkel. Urkel. Do the Urkel. Do the Urkel. Oh, all right. Thanks, Urkel. Gotta sit you down. Get down on your knees. All right, so that was Urkel, sorry. It's now, Kendall, tell us about what the next hour of the show is going to be. Cliff, we decided that, you know, money, if you really want to get people excited about money, put it into a song. We're talking songs about money. We're doing a countdown of the top songs about money. Oh, Kendall, there are so many money songs. Have you ever thought about that before? Holy shit, no I didn't. Can I tell you, when I was researching for this show, I thought this should have been an episode by itself, because there have been shows where we have a countdown and I couldn't find a damn thing, and this one, I got songs about money out the wazoo. Uh, what, what does that bell, what does that bell mean? What is it? What's my, my bell? What is this bell? What is that I don't know, mean? they're both going off. They're both going off. It's an emergency, Cliff. It's an emergency. Hold up, we're getting a fax. Uh-oh. We're getting a fax. Oh, getting a fax. I don't know who this is. Who has this fax number? It's not even plugged up. What does that fax know. say? It's an unlisted fax number. Uh-oh. It says, <gasps> emergency, emergency. We're, but there are so many songs about money. We're up in the ante. It's 10. 10, <laughs> song, <laughs> sent 10 song countdown about money. 10 song. <laughs> that, that is worth the fax, Cliff. It, it worth is the worth the fax. From a, I think that's from a ghost. I don't even know who that's from. That's from the ghost of Ebenezer Scrooge, someone who loved money. Loved money, it. money, money. All right, Kendall. Well, listeners, I hope you're ready. I hope you're ready to settle in and hear the full money song countdown. Kendall, do you have a space coin, and is it the dark space coin that we used for Satan last week? There it is. I got it right here. I got the Dark Lord's coin. Here we go. Uh, Heads or tails, Cliff? It was some tail. Heads. Uh Oh, all right. It means you get to start. All right. Here we go. Now, I'm starting out with number 10, of course, because there are 10. Uh, this song, I used to love it as a child. It's by no means number one, but it certainly makes the list. Oh, listeners. You've got the... What? <laughs> May I, sorry. I just really want to make sure the listeners understand that this one that comes in at number 10 is by no means number one. But it, uh, it is Cliff, number I like 10. to point it out. <laughs> I like to point it out. It's very important to point that out. It's also by no means number nine, by no means number eight. Cliff, you know the reason I have to do this because I could I could sing it and you would say, Kendall, why does this song ever make the list? I'm like, so Kendall. I have to say that it's number ten. It's not number one. It, All right. it, but it still makes the list. Here we go. All right. <laughs> it's a country song. If you got, you got the, the money, money, honey, I've I got, got the time. time. We'll go talking. We'll have a ball. If you've got the money, honey, I've got the time. 
If you got the money, honey, I've got the time. I think that's great. Who sings that, Kendall? Lefty Frizzell. Well, of course. I, I knew Go that. Lefty. <laughs> well, why did you ask then? <laughs> Uh, what what's the story of this song? But I did not have time to watch the E True Hollywood story <laughs> of if you've got the money, honey, we got the time. I thought we were just making a list, so I moved I on. I don't mean what was Lefty Purcell going through in his life that led him. Like, what is the song? Like, what is this about? I think you know what it's about. It's a hooker. <laughs> no, Cliff, it's not a hooker. Oh. Not a hooker. So let me just let me just go through the lyrics for you. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, if, if you got the money, I've got the time. We'll go honky tonkin' and we'll have a time. Bring along your Cadillac, leave more wreck behind. If you got the money, honey, I've got the time. There ain't no use to Larry. So let's start out tonight. We'll spread joy. Oh boy, oh boy. And we'll spread it right. We have more fun, baby, all the way down the line. If you've got the money, honey, I got the time. I don't know, Cliff. It is starting to sound like it might be about a hooker. Yes, we'll go honky tonk and make every club in town. We'll go to the park where it's dark. We won't fool around. But if you run short of money, I'll run short of time. Cause you with no more money, honey, I've no more time. Uh, all right, let's... So yeah, Cliff, if you run out of that money, it's over. All right, well, I'm just going to let the listeners figure that one out for themselves. But it's still a catchy tune. Of course number it two. is. I think it's a fine addition. It's an honor to be number Good. 10. On the emergency full-length money music countdown. We'll go honky-tonkin' and we'll have a time. We'll make all the night spots, dance, drink beer and wine. If you got the money, honey, I've got the time. Number nine, it celebrates something that we just all love, okay? That feeling (laughs) that... Oh, thank God that it's Friday night, and I just, 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 just got paid. Money, 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 money. Thank God it's Friday night, and I just, just got paid. The In Sync song from No Strings Attached is a cover of somebody else, but of course, In Sync is the definitive. Version. What will what were all of our in sync boys thinking when they wrote this song? Uh, they were they well they didn't write it so they were thinking all right uh, you know I guess we'll do this. So all that, right, there you that go. was a cover they did write a lot of their things JC and JT wrote a lot of their things so anyway yeah money and money honey that's friday night did you love that feeling kendall that that song evokes oh i do love that feeling i remember my i remember my first job remember when you first started out in the work in the work world 
and you didn't have bills or mortgages or any anything to worry about. Yeah. And you get a check for like a hundred dollars. You're like, I have so much money. Just got paid. That felt was, like the world was open. It, it was yeah. your oyster at that point. When that song came out, that's how I felt. That's why I connected so deeply. Now, yep. it's, it's number nine. Make no mistake. It's not number eight. It's not number seven. Make no mistake, Cliff. Make no mistake. Make no mistake. And this next song it's is not number, number nine. But, it's not number ten. But it's number eight. Oh, eight. Cliff, this is one of my it's one of my favorites. I don't know if you've ever heard it before. I'm going to guess you haven't, but I love it. <laughs> it's it's that old famous Randy Newman song. It's money that I love. I don't love the mountain. I don't love the sea. I don't love Jesus. He never done a thing for me. I ain't pretty like my sister. Small like my dad. But good like my mama. So, Cliff, it, I mean, it's so good because it's just truth. It's truth. It's Randy Newman at his best, and he's like, It's money that I love. It's money that I love. It's so good. I bet Randy Newman, though, was being satirical. I bet it's not money that he loved. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. He, you're very wrong. He is. He loves money. satire there he loves that money well Kendall I'm sure you know let's just all agree to pray on that one and maybe we'll uh, a fairy will come and tell us the true meaning money that I love Cliff just it's just it's just open and honest it's just open and honest I'm a greedy motherfucker was the alternate title (laughs) Uh, the third alternate title was art of the deal that was what he was gonna go with to begin with okay okay um, anyway, Kendall, another song that is, oh, has no satire at all. It is not uh, a joke on any level. It <laughs> is a totally, totally real, true story that must have happened because it's in a song, so it must be true. And it's about money in that it's about, you know, that feeling it's opposite of the Friday night just got paid feeling. It's the oh, I've accidentally racked up more debt in my life than I could ever possibly pay off. Whoops! 
Didn't mean for that Whoa. to happen. Uh-oh. And it tells you in bold terms. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons. What do you get? What do you get? Another day older and deeper in depth. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. By Tennessee Ernie Ford. Surely I think we're probably both related to Tennessee Ernie Ford in some way. Since we are humble beginnings in Tennessee, which preceded our humble times now in Busheltown. But yes, oh, Kendall, don't you hate that feeling? When you can't, you, Peter, St. Peter can't even call you because you can't go because you have sold your soul to Visa and MasterCard. It's also, uh, it's also the uh, the number that comes up on the scale when I weigh. 16 tons. You weigh 16 tons. What do you get? Nothing. Nothing. You get nothing. Broken floorboard and a scale that regrets everything. Oh, so it's a song. See, it works on many levels, Kendall. It's all... So many levels. <laughs> including the non-satirical, no-holds-barred, real truth, what you see is what you get level, which is the Kendall level, that he loves to stay on. 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in depth. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. I can't believe how fast. This money, money <laughs> countdown is going. When you really want to get the money out. Yeah. All right. So number six. She works hard for the money. So hard for the honey. She works hard for the money. So you better treat her right. That's right. Oh, Donna Summer. Summer Donna. Donna. You gotta work hard for the money, Claire. You gotta work hard for the money. And she was not being satirical at all. Not at all. Not at all. The video was taken from her true life. She was a waitress at the time of the recording. And they just got a camcorder (laughs) to follow her around. I will always remember and love my memory, my first memory when I think of she works hard for the money, is I don't know which tape it was on. But it was on one of the Richard Simmons workout tapes. It was, he did She Works Hard for the Money. And and he had someone come on, a woman come on like in a waitress uniform and like did the moves and stuff with him. Like it was, you know, a fill-in for Donna Summer during from the video. And it was just so good. So I really think more oh. of Richard Simmons when I think of She Works Hard for the Money. Mm. 
Well, that was my so first introduction. Hot, it, honey. Was it? Probably, yeah. I mean, I was a kid when I was sweating the oldies. So that was probably the first introduction. And then, I, then like, when it really became, like, locked into pop culture for me was that, like, when Birdcage came out. Uh-huh. And he said, and um, what was the, uh, Ontario Banderas, what was his character's name? Um, he was their maid. Oh, I can't think of his name. No, his... You know what I'm talking about. It wasn't Antonio Banderas. That was... I mean, not, I mean... Um... It was the guy from you know, the, the Simpsons, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, you know who I was talking about. Yeah, that. he was Agador Spartacus, yeah. Yes, him. So <laughs> he would sing, she worked hard for the money. And, uh, but, and I forget, but everybody in my high school like would go around singing that all the time. <clears throat> it just became such a big thing. Like, my, you know, my Guatemalanist, my natural heat. Uh-huh. That, that was part of the whole thing. It was a very it was long stick that... Everybody in my high school was doing, but um, that was my big foray into that song. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, boys. Oh, do you see all <laughs> of these customers? All the people come again. <laughs> oh, I think Charles the contractor driving around with that speaking device. Oh, I think it's really driving people into the store. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just that. We came up with a wonderful idea. We've, we have... Opie and Bucky helping out as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, what are they doing? Bucky's spinning a sign out front dear, that says, Come on in and enjoy the store. Oh, I love it. I love oh, it. And we have Crockpot, she's out playing the tambourine, dear. <laughs> bringing people in. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I just love it when everybody just comes together and works for a good cause, like pottery and butter and the grand opening of a store. And yeah. I just, I just love money. So much. Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. No, I don't. And our friends and our families, boys, not the almighty dollar. Oh, no. Oh, dear, that's who we do it for, is our family oh, and our friends. Amen, sugar lump. Oh, oh, look over there. There's a line starting to form at the cash register. Oh, oh, oh. oh dear, dear, those doilies are buy one, get one free. Oh, uh, see, that's smart. Give them the buy one, get one free. She's going to get them hooked. Somebody's been listening. Now, we did mention it on our show, so I don't know if that helped any of the numbers, but, you know, we have been mentioned on our show. Oh, that the store was going to be opening. Yeah, we've been mentioning it for weeks and weeks and weeks, but... I'm sure that helped the turnout. Statistically, I doubt it. Kendall, number five. Number five. Big money countdown. Come on. Big money. Big money. Come on. Big money. Big whammy. All right. Number five. Oh, no. It's a song. I hate it because it's true. Money. Money changes everything. Oh, from Cindy Lauper from her first album. She's so unusual. Song called Changes Everything. I said, I'm sorry, baby. I'm leaving you tonight. I found someone new and he's waiting in the car outside. Oh, and then. had him lined up in the car, ready to go.
listen, it's a cold, hard world. Dog eat dog, some call it, Kendall, out there. And Cindy, she, it, money changes everything, and I don't like it. But I love. Well, you ain't gotta like it, but you gotta accept it. Song, and I love that song. It's a go-to karaoke song because you can really just belt the ever-loving shit right out of it. <laughs> belt the ever-loving shit out of it, and it's fantastic. Number five. Number five. Money absolutely does change everything. Anyway, um, clip number. Wait, before we get to number four. Yeah. Shouldn't we help some people? Yes, we did. Because that's well, what the listeners really want to hear. They want to hear us Thank help you. some people. That I think you're finally coming around, Kendall. That money <laughs> is not the most important thing. Oh, uh, I've learned so much tonight. It is people. You've got questions. We've, We've got answers here. Flipping Kendall. Oh, hey man, I'm so glad you thought to do this. All right. Hey. I've got a letter here. Let me see. I can start us out. All right, start us out. Alright, says, Dear Cliff and Kendall, My common-law husband, Rudy, my daughter and I are very happy and live an average life. However, like all families, we experience financial pressures from time to time. To supplement our income, Rudy has decided to make and sell a quote-unquote popular drug. He says this will be a one-time thing. I'm afraid it won't be, Cliff and Kendall, and if he makes a huge profit, he'll want to continue. Now, Rudy is a good man. He wants badly to provide for his family. We both work hard at our full-time jobs during the day, and we don't do drugs. This is like a new world to me, Cliff and Kendall, and I'm scared. Rudy knows I don't approve. Kendall, Cliff, he thinks he did the right thing by telling me about this beforehand instead of doing it behind my back. (gasps) We tell each other everything, but that doesn't make it okay. What should I do? And that is signed, Befuddled in Busheltown. (gasps) Kendall, solve their problem. Well, I just refer you to an old show (gasps) on Breaking Bad, (laughs) which I haven't seen. Oh. I will, I'll tell you, don't, it's a slippery slope. Slippery slope. Slippery slope. Don't start it because you think, oh, I'm just going (gasps) to sell this one, one little tiny thing of drugs. And before you know it, you're (gasps) behind bars for 20 years. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. That's what Nancy Reagan would say. I was going to, no, she'd say, just say no. Mm. (gasps) All right, Cliff, help. Help. We did it. All right, my turn. Let's read this letter here. All right. Oh, 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 oh. Dear Cliff and Kendall, 
<clears throat> I have this dilemma. I'm a woman in my 40s with a good job, and I'm told I'm a good catch. About six months ago, I moved in with a man I will call Peter. It started as a roommate situation, but then became friends with benefits. We have both agreed we are not a couple. The problem is Peter has a friend, Reggie. I like Reggie, and he likes me. We have hung out as a group several times. To the best of my knowledge, Reggie has no idea Peter and I are friends with benefits. <gasps> Reggie recently asked me out to dinner as a date. <gasps> I can see myself having a real relationship with him, but don't know how Peter will react. Should I accept this invitation? I mean, it's just a date. Also, should I mention it to Peter? <gasps> That's friends with benefits in the South Busheltown suburb. Well, single. I don't want to interrupt your snack time. No, 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 don't worry. It's all fine. <laughs> Kinda what I think you ought to do. Tell the yes, yes and yes. Tell them. Be honest. <gasps> and it probably tell mama all. Tell mama, tell mama all. That's the motto to listen to. And it'll <laughs> probably turn into a beautiful three-way situation. There you go. There you go. Helped. Add it to the pile, Cliff. I'm so glad we've got all these help piles going on in here. Oh, amen. Man, look at th this store. Is re like people really wanted to come it's here. Filling up. It. Oh, the butter is. It's looking like yeah, a, it's flying off the shelf. Looking like a plate of my food. It's really starting to get packed here now. Oh no, <laughs> that's. I think a plate of your food is being empty, licked clean. Well, I'm talking about before I sit down to eat. Oh, before. The yeah. before picture. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, all right, Cliff. It's time to move on to number four of our countdown about money song. Number four. Not, it's not a not an easy choice, Cliff, making these. Nope. Neither is this song, which will come in at number four, even though it probably deserves to be number one. But that's easy money. Have you heard of Easy Money, Cliff? Have you ever heard of the song Easy Money? Not to uh, my knowledge. So tell me I didn't all think about you it. Have. Well, Cliff, it's sung by a little known person known as Billy Joel. Oh, my. Tell it. Kendall, I gotta oh, check it so out. Good. Sorry, I got into a groove there, Cliff. I don't know where I went, but easy money. Easy. So he's a gambler. Is that the deal? Yes, he has a gambling problem. Gambling <laughs> problem. I like the the serious tone underneath. I mean, leave it to Billy Joel to write songs about gambling addiction. Of course, it could Hidden be just. Song. But no, it it could be just a completely. Honest song from Billy Joel's. Maybe he thinks gambling is easy money. Maybe he's saying 
I think definitely it's not a satire, so there's no double entendres, no double meaning. He thinks gambling is good and is easy money. He That's no, what I can, you should do. See, Cliff, you think you can say this argument anytime, but I can prove you wrong this time. Uh-oh. He wrote this for the movie that Roddy Dangerfield starred in called Easy Money. And oh. it was written in character of the hopeless gambler. So... Damn, you walked right into that one. I don't know, Kendall. I think maybe he <laughs> stole that idea from you gotta know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. It's not Keep easy money Clip. when you're a gambler. It's, it's the thing that was unused you're, third verse. You jump into the future on my list. Let's just keep it quiet. <laughs> keep it quiet, Keeble. Keep it quiet. Alright. Three. Three? Wow. Yeah. We are cooking, Frankie. Yeah. Kendall, it's a problem if you got a gambling addiction, and it's a problem if you're in 16 tons of debt, and you can't even go and St. Peter calls you. It's a problem when uh, money's changed everything. And even if you work hard for it, it's, you know, you got the money and the time. But even having too much money can be a problem, Kendall. I know you're saying I don't know about that, but it's true. Because sometimes the more money we come across, the more problems we see. Kendall, and I think that's something Puffy and Diddy or uh, the other rappers who sang the immortal Mo Money, Mo Problem song could tell you all about. Well, Cliff, I know you say that, but I think those are problems I could handle. Oh, big man. He can handle all of Diddy's problems. Okay. All right, Kendall, big I know. Big man. <laughs> all right, Kendall, Mo Money. Mo problems. It is a thing that happens. It's the truth, and it's out there now. But I still love to, to figure out how I would deal with more money and more problems. Someday, baby, maybe you'll find a way. Kendall? Someday, someday. Cliff number two. Been alluded to already because it was on a train bound for nowhere. Cliff is where this happened. 
It was a quiet evening on a train between two people sitting there and somewhere from the darkness the gambler came out and started saying so if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces for a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice so I handed him my bottle and he drank down my last swallow then he bombed a cigarette and asked me for a light and the night got deathly quiet and his face lost all expression said if you're gonna play the game boy you gotta learn to play it right you got to know when, when to hold, 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 hold up know when to fold up know when to walk away know when to run you never count your money when you're sitting at the table there'll be time enough to count when the dealing's done and I cliff the interesting thing here that many people think that this is a true life story but it's not it's an illusion to life I thought it was Kenny. I thought Kenny Rogers had a gambling addiction. Nope. No. That was Billy Joel. That was Billy Joel. Oh, Kenny okay. did not have a gambling addiction. He was talking about life. Because in life, Cliff, you got to know when to hold him. Okay, you so it was a metaphor. All right. You got to know when to walk away. You got to know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. And we're not talking about real money. At the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done. Dealing's done. All right. The dealing is done. Listeners are saying, I can't believe the dealing is almost done on this money song countdown. Listeners, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I think they can believe it. The amount of time we've been talking, I think they can believe it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Kendra. I think they're in the zone with us. They've zoned out. Are you in the zone? You're in the zone. <laughs> Kendall, number one, the number one song about money. Also, no satire. No joke. It was true then and it's true now. We are living in a material world. A material girl. No, just kidding, Kendall. This is a satire. This was a joke song. And I don't think she likes it when Madonna is called the material girl. Because even in the video, you can see it's a story of someone who's courting this young starlet who happens to be putting on a Marilyn Monroe-esque musical number. But the starlet behind the scenes, she's given this big diamond necklace or whatever. She's talking with her girlfriend on the phone about it. And she's like, yeah, I gave me this big diamond thing. I don't know. Do you want it? She can't be bought. 
Kendall. She cannot be bought. We are living in a material world, but don't make the mistake. This store is hopping with customers. I feel like we, we need to get, get out, out and help them. Well, I was going to say, let's get out while we can still make it through the crowd easily <laughs> and get out of the door, but okay. You can get we, out we, of we, we can I'll all... help them out. No, I'll go up there and bag butter and pottery. All right, let's go, Kendall. This is another right. show for the books. Another show for the books. We'll see you here next week. All right. It's like an old can of oops paint. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Mm, mm, mm.